0: the world of cloth players podcast where we discuss old school role playing from the player's perspective i'm legitimate mustard i play ferrum the dealer of dwarven destruction and i'm here tonight with
1: i'm exploding kinnon i play astra i'm cognac and
2: i play the judicious jinxed elf named jazz
3: and i'm the vibrant vegagra's existentially elitist elasso elven, cleric, and wannabe magic user because he can't learn a goddamn spell if his life depended on it. And I
4: was... I'm Kel Ronan, and I used to play Urnkel, and uh, he had a little tumble and now I'm Eris. Indeed. Alright.
0: So, a quick recap of the last session. Uh, Urnkel, when he was still with us, rushed up onto the west wall with uh, Metal Beast, and cast a defensive spell causing the arrows to, that that were shot at him to bounce off. Um, he used a shatter spell on one of the attacker's ladders and um, shattered that ladder and then gave orders to the defenders. Um, Metal Beast uh, killed two attackers up on the wall, uh, at which point Ernko was hit by an arrow that uh, was fired with a nat 20 and made it through his magical... Um, shield. So Metal Beast jumped off the wall to attack that particular archer that um, was able to hit Earnkle. Um, Earnkle then engaged three attackers on the wall, which is probably not a great idea for him, being that he didn't have a lot of strength or hit points or armor. Um, One of them got past his magical defenses and... It only took one hit to bring him down, so Urnkel went down and began to bleed out. Uh, Astra and Gek used an illusionary magical spell to kill five more attackers by the uh, main gate, um, and the rest of the attackers in that area got very confused and then ran away in fear. Um, the rest of the party got back inside the gate and closed the gate and secured it. At that point, Faram and Durand rushed towards the western wall, which is where Urnkel uh, had been. Um Jazz rushed to the northwest corner, which was on fire. Um, Mira, who had been captured outside of the wall earlier, cut the bag that she was tied up in, and uh, Gus was on top of that bag protecting her. Um, the attackers that had captured her are all around her. They're screaming because the metal armor that they're wearing has been... Um, it's burning them based on the uh, heat metal spell that she, she cast on them. Um, Vig attempted to heal Petter, uh, but his god was very displeased by this, therefore he was only able to heal for one point. Astra uh, provided some first aid to Petter. She's able to remove the arrows and stabilize him, but it took quite a bit of time. In the meantime, Ferrum uh, was on the west wall and he just crushed an attacker with his, his um, warhammer. Uh, and then he stepped over the fallen Urnkel to protect his fallen form. Uh, Dran took up Farum's rear defense and cut down another attacker. Um, Farum still had two in front of him. Jazz at the west northwest corner begins to move towards Urnkel and cut down some attackers. There was also a common woman, uh, one of the defenders there, with some skill, uh, fighting beside her with a spear. Vig rushed to his sister's aid on the wall, um, trying to get to Urnkel. Uh, Ferrum attacked another attacker, and this one decided not to die when it was told to. Uh, it was probably a more senior fighter, and they taunted Faram, but they weren't able to make any hits. Uh, Farum made an additional attack, but lost grip on his hammer, which then flew off into the courtyard. And then a horn sounded, and most of the attackers broke off their attack. Um... Astra helped Lady Grayton, who had been fighting on the East Wall, um, but was now very concerned about her son. Uh, Lady Grayton is wounded. Uh, and there's one attacker left that is still fighting with Jazz. Uh, but Jazz was able to cut them down, and Vig was able to get to um, Ernacle. Unfortunately, he got there a little bit too late, and Ernkle died. Um... The attacker in front of Faram jumped off the wall. Faram hit him with an arrow where he fell down and was then crushed by the other attackers that were retreating. Faram went to collect his warhammer noticed that Mira was sneaking back towards the walls under um, an apple basket that was covered in snow, so he helped her back up into the, into the wall. Astra noticed that someone was outside the wall, someone who hadn't run away with the rest of the attackers, so she directed them to one of the side doors in the keep, and um, tried to open that side door, and everybody got upset because she was letting someone inside. Um, After some debate, the party ended up letting that person in, and we met Eris. Uh, Clearly, Eris is some sort of traitor, um, and apparently Astra is too, so um, that's an interesting situation. Um, Eris also has a very strange fixation on the dead, Fastalblast, our fey dragon, was very sickly. So Jazz um, sent him back to the fey realm and kept the figurine. Um, Being that Ernkle, who had kind of taken care of Fastalblast in the past, is now gone. Um, Lewin has a pigeon and sends it to Karak. I'm not really sure what information was on that. Um... And the enemy has pulled back to the tree line, a few dozen yards outside of bow range, and they send a request uh, to recover their dead um, and offer a truce for the end of the or for the rest of the day, which we kind of decide to ignore because they haven't been honorable with any other things up to this point. So um, we decide not to allow that. And then Durand called a council, and I think that that pretty well sums up things up to this point. Did I miss anything important?
1: No, but when you said traitor, I'm like, traitor, I don't trade uh, money and items and stuff. What? (laughs) So I was like, oh, that type of (laughs) trick.
0: Right, not that kind of traitor. The other one. The bad one. (laughs) So, um, any, did your character learn anything new in this last session? Not so much. No, not really. Faram learned that Astra is probably a traitor. Um, and that there's this new character, Eris, um, who clearly is a traitor because she was part of the... Um, broken axe mercenary company and then just left them so clearly a traitor
3: define traitor traitor to whom traitor to the broken axe mercenary company at this point not if you were placed in there to be an infiltrator therefore you're not a traitor therefore you're an operative that could be so
1: do you want to tell them a little bit about yourself
3: yeah so I've been I've been
4: placed here by the uh by the river wardens for the past year. Placed where? Get, uh, basically their, uh, their plans of attack and stuff like that so that I can, um, get more information from the Arcanum. Uh, basically as a trade between the river wardens, uh, and, uh, the sages. So you're
0: an infiltrator with the Broken Axe Mercenary Company for the last year? Yep. And what um, what tasks have you uh, what have you been tasked out to do with the Broken Axe Mercenary Company in that
4: time? Effectively, effectively monitor them, see how they uh, perform sieges how they kill uh, creatures at the edge of Vithyr, how Vithyr interacts with them, who deals with them uh, from Vithyr, specifically like lords, and if anybody from the um, city, or sorry, from the free cities. Did, did we just lose, or is it just me?
3: I think we did lose the dead thing, formerly known as our uncle.
4: Oh, hey, no, can you hear me? Now I we can. can. Hear you Yes,
1: yes. I can.
3: Yeah, so, uh,
4: yeah, to see if anybody from the Lost, or from the, uh, cities, uh, from the Free Cities have, uh, contacts with the Broken Axe Mercenary Company. So basically to explore who they contact and how they contact those people, who in Vithyr they contract with, specifically lords and, uh, power structures.
0: So what, um, what tasks... Have the Broken Axe Mercenary Company? how you do as part of their organization?
4: Uh, heal soldiers, um, behave as a cleric of Skos to um, ba- for for the needs of basically as a as a chaplain for some of the um, non-human uh, aligned people, and some of the human-aligned people or humans as well. Okay. So,
0: so how, so it's been a year that you've been, um, with the broken ass mercenary company.
4: Yeah. Give or take. And then I think it's okay. So it's either been a year or eight weeks, depending on which version of the timeline, uh, originally I had, but, uh, let's, let's go with the eight week one. Cause that, that's a fun one. Eight weeks with the Broken Axe Mercenary Company. All right.
1: Um,
0: yeah.
4: How do you know Astra? We actually uh, were studying in the Arcanum together and studying in the library together a lot. Right, Astra?
1: Yeah, so uh, we both met when he was assigned to the River Wardens for a while. We were studying in the library together. Um, so. I pretty much know about him and, well, the character's a girl. And I don't know what else there is.
4: Yeah, so, uh, since my character speaks kobold, because I was trained to proselytize to non-human races, the good good word of Skos, originally as uh, a priest of death and disease and then disillusioned with that, and joined a different church so, Fighting against that kind of stuff How does that work? So Skos is the god of
0: Death and disease What church yeah. um, What church is the good Aligned version of that?
4: Yeah so basically Like you can you can Be about death and disease uh, But not about undeath And dishonoring the dead and just chopping up Dead corpses for the f*** of it For the heck of it, pardon my language but, uh, uh, you can't, you know, my character is like, no, we're supposed to honor the dead. Uh, aren't we all supposed to go to, don't we all go to Skos at the end to, uh, to basically rest forever, um, eternally in, 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 peace, uh, basically. So as soon as she started seeing people raising the dead and stuff like that, it was like, no, I'm, I'm not for this. This is not what I'm about. Left for uh, left to be a founding member of this other church.
0: A founding member. Interesting. So a new church? Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Are there many members in this new church? There are not very many members. So, Do you know most of these members? Metagaming, (laughs) I guess.
4: Yes. My character would know most of the members.
0: Do you, as a player, know... Uh, most of these members.
4: No, I as a player do not.
0: Okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so you are a a, a, a cleric of Skos. Um I'm going to guess that the majority of our characters no, are not. aligned with Vith here?
3: Uh um, No, he's not. No. He's not a cleric of Skos. He's not. Not. Why not? Okay, to- totally. He what? is.
1: <laughs>
4: he's
0: not. So Vig oh, doesn't is, believe that he, he is.
4: This is RP right here. Yeah, <laughs> Vig does not believe this at all. Nope. Why
3: does Vig <laughs> not believe that he's a, uh, that she is a cleric of Skos? As far as Vig is concerned, she has done a really good job pretending to be a cleric of Skos.
0: And why does Vig believe this?
3: A Vig has ESP. Okay. It, yep. so he would have been able to detect that, and be a slight little thing but a teeny little dragon that kind of liked this little guy and despises Scouse. Despises? Okay. So, cl- point of
0: clarification here, for, irrelevant to your roleplay, but a p- point of clarification for for us meta metagaming, I believe that the, the fey dragon is drawn to good-aligned players, or good-aligned characters. Um, Vig appears to believe that the Fey Dragon is drawn to um, characters who are aligned with
3: good gods. Is that that correct? Yep, and Vig will totally stand by that regardless of any semblance of reality or evidence to the otherwise. Because that's what Vig does. I like it. I appreciate that. Um,
0: So... So it's impo- yeah, so I like from, that. That's good
4: real quick. Yeah.
0: From from Vig's <laughs> perspective, it's impossible that there could be a good aligned follower of Skos because Skos is an evil
3: god, correct? Correct. Alright, there we go. I like it. Because Vig is one of these, you know, academics that just gets stuck in this one way of thinking because that's what all their books have been saying for ages. And the books can't be Possibly. wrong, obviously. Yeah, the books can't be wrong. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So...
2: Well, if I recall, I I really don't think that we were allowed to have a character that was good and worships um, um, Skos because I wanted to have a good character that worships Skos with my. Um, this is all meta, of course. with yeah. With my cute orc. Yeah. And well, okay, you can't have a good orc too. So maybe that was the limitation. That was part of it. Yeah. Hold on. Cute but this orc. Was, this is cute the most orc. chaotic of the gods right? The most chaotic. And death, destruction, disease. So, and I don't recall ever being upset by seeing undead rose from the grave when I was worshipping that god either as a previous character. Correct. So, I am a little, as a player, a little skeptical of Eris as a character as well. Yeah. Um, Saying that she doesn't like... She, she it's a she's a she, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. like um seeing un- undead magic and stuff. I mean, if you're not going to like undead magic, which god are you going to support cuz my previous characters were all about that, yeah. you know.
4: Yep.
0: So, wanna, like, is
4: there oh, any god that is specifically against undead at all?
3: Frey. I, mm-hmm. Ooh,
4: actually kind of yeah.
3: Yeah, Frey. My god, big god. <laughs> For now. <laughs> yeah that would be
0: um, undead would be sacrilegious to Frey I believe yep totally so I well, had a character before um, Dark, Hors- Dark Horses who spoke like this he was very fun uh, so Dark Hortheth um, I'm not going to speak like that it's too much Too much work <laughs> keep
1: doing it come on
0: it's too much work so Dark Horses was a follower of Skos however he was aligned uh, chaotic Neutral, and he he did uh, raise dead um, a couple different times, and I think in his like post campaign kind of narrative write up that our um, game master put together for us, he has an army of undead, but they're all like he takes care of them, and he um, you know they're his family, they're his they're his. Children, I guess. I don't know. It's very. He's a strange person, Um, but he's not evil. He is. He is chaotic neutral, Um, but he is a follower of Skos. So, you know, it don't have to be evil aligned to be a follower of Skos.
2: No, you can be. I certainly think you can be neutral. Um, But would Fastelblast be attracted? a neutral character, because it seemed like before, after our Uncle was Dunzo, he wasn't attracted to anyone but me, and I was the only good character left that I'm aware of.
0: Correct. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd have to go back and read some more, but I'm not sure that you could be a good character and be aligned to Skos, but potentially neutral. So that's kind of yeah. interesting. What are you? Do you have any comments about that, Calrondin?
4: What about how, how? What about the level of chaotic? that you are the
0: level of chaotic?
4: Yeah. How chaotic well not level not the level of chaotic. So how how about the chaotic spectrum of that of of that uh, arrangement? So chaotic Can you good, be chaotic?
0: chaotic evil, chaotic yeah. neutral.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, that's an interesting interesting thought.
2: Are you saying is Fastelblast more um, attracted to the chaotic people? than the unchaotic, because I'm—I'm I'm pretty sure Vig is chaotic, aren't you?
4: Yeah, chaotic. He, Vig is probably chaotic neutral.
2: Because I'm chaotic, and I'm good. Uh, at <laughs> gaming yeah.
1: uh, fast fast blasts. Um, uh, Fey dragons and pseudo Ra- dragons really only go well. At least fast Blast, only goes to the good characters. Yep. Preference to um, neutral good.
0: Okay. Yeah. However, Skos, on the other hand, could be. Maybe there's an argument to say that um, a character could be aligned to Skos if they were on the chaotic end of the spectrum. Is that
4: kind of what you're saying, Calrond? Yeah, that's my that's my argument. Yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, so anyone could be chaotic good? Maybe well,
4: yeah. under certain conditions. Like I, I basically had them. Uh, I, I was like, uh, no, being a, a priest of Undeath—that's not what I'm here about, and stuff like that. So. This was a character concept that I've been wanting to do for a while, so maybe I bullied the DM into it.
0: <laughs> nice. So, you know, maybe you're chaotic good, trendy neutral. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. I like that. I like that concept. Um. So, on that on that note, um, I suspect a Vig. What is Vig's uh what is Vig's god? Frey? Frey. Okay. Is everyone else's god uh Vith? No. Frey. What other gods do we are we aligned with here? Faram is aligned with Vith. Astra
1: has Follows Vith, but isn't really religious at all.
0: That's the same. Faram is that way as well. Faram actually yeah. f- technically follows Vith, but um, he also kind of follows Dern. So, and um, Cognac, what what was your alignment too?
2: Um she she's an elf, and her brother's Vig, so they were raised the same way.
0: Really, even with their differences in backgrounds.
2: We both had the same mother, and I don't think either of us really knew our fathers well.
0: Okay, interesting. So I was wrong. I had assumed that more more of our characters were aligned to Vith. But, uh, and I kind of wondered if maybe that would cause some um, um, some issues for Eris, uh, being that Vith and Skos are polar opposites.
3: Well, and is kind of He's chaotic neutral tending evil, which kind of puts him a bit at odds with Frey.
0: Yeah, yeah. So on -hmm. that, what happened? You tried to heal Petter, the human paladin. Well, I don't know if he's a paladin. The
3: human something. Used to be a paladin. And it didn't go well. Yeah, he's on his own now. I mean, fine. If uh, little power boy there wants a death wish to go get him slaughtered, vig will pat him on his back kick his butt and say lead on in front you are taking point every single time yeah he basically cast a healing spell in, which was a dumb idea but vig trying to be smart figure who has the greatest chance to ensure my survival you know big thing right. is an elven survival it and better because and his sister you know elven survival the biggest baddest fighter around yep yeah his god kind of didn't like that he does his vigs Godfrey does not like Petter so now as far as Vig is concerned yeah okay death Wish boy can lead in the, from the front go yep. ahead yep I'm done I'm d- I'm done with Petter <clears throat> plain and simple yeah um
0: so we had we lost we lost Unkle. what is that gonna mean for um the party going forward we we gained another cleric um is that we a- no
3: longer will be slowed down to worship poop that's true. Yeah,
0: we can definitely see that as a benefit. Um, yes. Was this a one-to-one trade for the party overall? I mean, was Urnkel... I think so. a, um, Was Urnkel's oh. standing in the um, in the Free Cities beneficial to us in a way that uh, Eris is, is not? Or... Eris? Oh,
4: yeah. Definitely. Okay. And Urnkel was... Sorry, go ahead.
2: No, I was just saying I agree. Go on.
4: Yeah. Uh, Urnkel actually had a lot more sway though he hated the politics of everything pretty much he had a lot more clout if we ever went to a village people would ask him like oh what the what what how should I plant my crops what's the weather going to be how how can you help me with this particular aspect of, of life and I could charge them for it or yeah. have us have free housing right because yep.
0: th- the services that you could render yeah mm-hmm so it's not quite a one to one trade. Losing Urnkle probably probably hurt the party overall. Are we down to one cleric?
4: We got you. Yeah. We yeah, have so we're we down to one cleric?
1: We have two Astra. <laughs> uh, not Astra. Astra's not a cleric. God, no. Um, yeah. Veg and Eris.
0: Okay. So we have. And Astra's a magic user? No, she's an illusionist.
1: Aisha is an illusionist.
0: Okay, and then um, Mira is a druid. Yep.
1: Druid thief.
3: Druid thief. Oh yeah, and and don't forget, possibly the soon possessed talking to the dark elven spirit girl. Now that Big is really annoyed that it took over a human.
0: That's right. So when. Uncle died, a spirit came out of his body and pus- attempted to possess some of the humans. I haven't really seen the full consequences of that yet, so that'll be interesting to...
3: Yep. Uh, All that, that we out. know is that Jazz rounded up the four of them and is interrogating them.
0: Yeah, did anything come of that?
3: Guess not. Nope, guess not. <laughs> guess not. Or at least not that we're I think privy to.
4: I think oh. Cognac's frozen.
3: I think yeah. so, too. Yeah. Yep. So okay. we'll, we'll see. Um... <laughs> And by the way, just to be clear, Vig is royally pissed. If he comes across this elven spirit, he is going to yell at it for how dare it go slumming and jump into a human host.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it would have much preferred jazz. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: (laughs) Do we want a meta on
0: that at all? Or is that something we should hold off on for a later? We should
4: hold off on that for a later time. I was kinda hoping we would. Yeah. I would love to reveal stuff, but it just... we don't know if there's more consequences to come.
3: Right. Okay. Like I um, said, all I can say is is Vig is going to yell at it. and he, If he doesn't know which one of the four, he's going to yell at all four of them. Because right. how dare an elf jump into a human? An elven spirit dared go slumming with these basically poop-throwing glorified apes. <laughs> nice. Um... What's coming next?
0: The um, the the attackers have have backed off to the tree line. They are assuming they're um, assuming they're just regrouping and preparing to um,
3: preparing another attack. Um, what do you think? Well, well, so here's the thing: Have we made their attack uneconomical? I doubt it. They're mercenaries. If they're paid to take something and the cost of taking it is going to outweigh the cost that they're getting paid, they won't do it. Have we, have we tipped the scale yet?
4: I don't think we have. It's, I mean, we, we basically killed a bunch of really weak people.
0: Faram took out probably uh, one of their leaders. Um, so did So did Mira. Yep, so did Mira, and I think Jazz might have as well. So, you know, that could that could be that might change squad, the math a little bit.
4: Squad cat, you know, squad leaders and stuff. But uh right. there's acceptable losses probably there too. They had it would be 100 pe- over 100 people assaulting the uh the keep. And we know that they're a little over 200 strong. But we could pro- we could assume that they could lose 80% of those 100 people and be okay with that maybe maybe decide not to take the keep but be okay with that.
0: I'm not sure that I mean, depending on our losses there's a point where they couldn't successfully take the keep anymore and it's probably I mean I don't know what it is, but um, I think they're coming close to it I, I think they are, yeah unless they get some sort of reinforcements um, but I think that they have another attack in them, uh, we'll probably have to we'll probably have to make it through at least one more attack
4: yeah, and they're planning on attacking you uh, with dwarven advice. Correct. So
0: yep, they yep. they brought in some some consultants, some dwarven consultants to analyze the uh, the freehold.
3: Um, yeah. Yeah, I wish to be clear. The only ones that are not breaking this treaty or peace thing are the elves, which are the only ones that have honorable. Here we have humans breaking it, and their sidekicks, the dwarves. It's true. Yep. Those mm-hmm. pesky dwarves, worst. Yep. No honor. No honor.
0: None.
4: <laughs> so Eris knows that these dwarves were Cragfells in the first place for a generation. Interesting. So probably. So these like these dwarves are captains in the guard, and uh, there are six of them. Six of them. Interesting. Six of them. they generally don't fight. They're just consultants. Pretty much.
0: Interesting. And they're Cragfell.
4: Yeah, Eris believes so.
0: So Ferrum is also I a Cragfell. like Ferum. Yeah, well, Faram has a title now. It's not an official title, but he does have a title. So he's Faram of, of Stone Axe now. It's a big deal, to, it's not, though, but but it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than so, being at Cragville.
4: Yeah, and then there are are two other uh, priests of Skos, two priests of Anor, and uh, one of the priests of Skos, is, or uh, I think there are two mages as well. No, there are three priests of Anor and two mages.
0: Interesting. And then what contingent left with um, Cami and Master Wolf?
4: Those just the people from vether They were supposedly come, brought in to uh, observe, so, and that was only two weeks ago.
3: Interesting. Did you yeah, guys notice so, if, they, if, if they had some? If they had sages, did never use any sages in the first attack?
0: Didn't appear to use any of them. No. I don't think any magic was used in the first attack
3: none 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 at all <laughs> yep
0: unless it's being used as as for healing purposes but um, I haven't necessarily seen that either so uh, on that so, note um, oh, go ahead sorry
2: real quick so we we did see that um, our uncle's shadow went into a body and Jazz has pulled these people away and she has kind of interrogated one person. Um, and she will be gathering everyone to discuss this after Durand leaves. and um, I want to just do it with our envoy playable characters here. Right. Um, hopefully not to upset you know Durand and everyone. So we'll yes. see how that goes. My character is a very gullible character, um, so keep that in mind, and we'll see what you guys think about this.
3: So here's a question. If you haul everyone to have a discussion after Durand leaves, that means Vig not learn spells, because he has to have a minimum of four hours... Of focus time before he can relearn any of his cleric or magic user spells. Any interruption to that, and he has zero spells.
2: Yep. But Jazz is really going to want her brother's input on this, especially her brother. It's important in this case. So, should she interrupts you, can you just restart?
3: Nope. Got to restart at the beginning restart restart for like i mean i'm not saying don't do it or do it i'm saying there's a cost benefit analysis analysis here every action has a cost uh, sometimes it's, well, a... it's
2: definitely something that can help us in our next battle
0: interesting We so have to weigh that and figure it out
2: yeah i'll figure out what yeah. i'll do um we'll also have to have shifts overnight because if they were going to attack it's probably going to be overnight maybe oh, that's a oh, great they time will. to attack, right
0: yep probably yeah. Yep. Although they're at a slight disadvantage overnight, uh, maybe, because the um, one of the main components of their attack has been to um, burn the wall to weaken it, and um, they can't really do that at night, because it makes them really, really visible. And so they may not actually do a night attack because of that. Um, oh, but they those... have
4: 60 goblins.
0: 60 goblins, yeah. Um... But, you know, goblins are not that hard to kill. Faram can take 60 goblins, probably.
2: They're also at a disadvantage, because Jazz is a complete badass at night. It's true. So they'll get smashed. And she has a new flail, so this is very exciting. I love flails. Excellent. (laughs)
0: Um, We are a bit over time, uh, and there's an interesting um, event happening this evening that some people are going to want to tune into. So... I think this is a good time to call it. That's all I have for the World of Coth Players podcast tonight. Thanks to everybody. Uh, we'll talk again in a week. Good night, everybody.
3: Night. Good morning. Thank you.
0: Thanks to everybody for hanging out after the session. Well, scratch that, rewind, start again. That's all I have for the World of Coth Players podcast for tonight. Thanks to everybody for hanging out after the session.
2: should leave it in now just for fun yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go again